Hey friends, welcome to Around the Campfire with Amy. It's no secret that the best stories have always been shared around a campfire. My guests and I will have a conversation, campfire style, that will leave you inspired, encouraged, and glad you pulled up a stump to listen in. Grab your favorite campfire beverage, kick back and relax, and I'll stoke the fire. I had told people that I was thinking about doing it on the side before and they're like, oh, well, you know, hit me up whenever you do it because I will, you know, hire you. Today, I'm talking to my friend Andrea Palmer. Andrea was in a job she did not love, which I'm sure many of you can relate to. She's going to tell us how she went from that job to moving on a suggestion of a few friends to creating a business that she absolutely loves. Here's my conversation with Andrea. We're going. All right. I am back today with my friend Andrea. Welcome to Around the Campfire. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. So, this is not Andrea and I's first rodeo. Actually, we call her Palmer in our house because <laughs> Andrea and I go way back to college days when she was friends with my husband before I was friends with my husband. That's true. And he called her Palmer. So, I'll be professional and call her Andrea, but in my head, I'm saying Palmer. That's fine. <laughs> so anyway, Palmer and I, <laughs> we recorded a podcast a few years ago that never hit the airways. Yeah. It was around this time, too, because I remember. <gasps> You're right. Here for, it was even this time of year. Yeah. For the Allstate Chorus or That's whatever. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It, it's a sad thing. This was at another job, a different podcast, but so I knew I had to have Andrea back because we're going to have the same conversation and hopefully we'll go. Yeah. Through. It never aired. <laughs> I don't think it ever aired. It never aired. No, no. So it deserves to be I heard. to tell my story. That is right. So Andrea is going to tell us today about how she moved from a job that she really didn't like to a job that she loves now. So start us off, Andrea, with that job that you did not love. Did not love. Um, most of my jobs I didn't love before the last one that I didn't love. You just set somebody free right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Right. Um, no, I. there are things that I took away from each of those jobs that were great, like friends, um, life lessons, whatever. But um, yeah, that my last corporate job, I worked for an anesthesia group. Um, and I was kind of the, I mean, I was the adult babysitter, basically. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was an assistant coordinator and I worked in the OR uh, area of the hospital. So a lot of chaos all the time. And there were 90 providers. So lots of personalities, you know, it was a good, it was actually a good job. I was very overqualified for it. So um, kind of just a lot of monotony and mm-hmm. boredom. I love this particular group. If I ever needed anesthesia, I would 100% want one of them to provide it for me. Um, however, working on the other side is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I was I was on the non-clinical side, but like I said, I was in the hospital. So I got to see, you know, a lot of um, what went on behind the scenes. Yeah, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't challenging. It just wasn't where I wanted to be. And then I thought when they gave me an offer to kind of extend my um, skills there, 
I thought, okay, well, this will be good because I'm comfortable here. I really like the people, you know, this is going to be a, a better salary and all this good stuff. And I did all the training for it, went to school to be a coder is what they mm-hmm. wanted me to do, which is totally not something that was on my bingo card <laughs> right? at all. It wasn't on my, <laughs> my, my mood board, my, <laughs> my dream board. <laughs> Um, whatever that's called, but I, you know, I was comfortable and I thought this will, this will be a good living for me or whatever. I can, I can do this. And so I went to coding school and then afterwards the position that they had promised me, they just were like, Oh, Oh yeah, we don't have, we aren't doing that anymore. By the way. Wow. (sighs) Yeah. So that was a gut punch. Um, and then after that, Oh, I mean, a lot of stuff went down. You know, I was obviously a little bit upset. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) A little bit upset. Then I kind of started to look for new options. You know, what am I going to do? I've got to leave this place. I can't go anywhere else. So I was kind of looking for other things to do and gauging where I wanted to be in life. You know, I mean, I'm in my 30s. I'm like, I probably need to, you know do what I'm supposed to do when I grow up, right? Maybe need to be doing that. And in the meantime, they laid me off. And so I'm like, Okay, well, this is great. It was a sign. It was a sign. And I, I kind of thought, Okay, this is so unfair. You know, I'm gonna fight for this job. And then I was just like, Why? Why am I fighting for this job? (laughs) I mean, clearly, this is a door that is closing that is already closed. Yes. It's like, it's time to leave. Um, So I did. uh, And I got a great severance package, which kind of took away from the legal action that I was going to be taking on them. (laughs) I I thought that they kind of owed me for all the time I spent studying and, you know, doing something especially for this particular company. But I left and it was a great feeling to walk out the door and leave. Not so great when I the realization hit that I was just like, oh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I don't have a job. I didn't have anything lined up. Now, I was in the position to kind of experiment with some ideas and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an opportunity to do some temporary work for a good friend of mine. So I always had an income coming in. It wasn't the income that I necessarily wanted, but it paid the bills. Right. So, so after that, I was just toying with the idea of starting my own business. I've always wanted to be my own boss. And the Lord was just pointing me in the direction of doing the the styling business that I have now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just have told me for, you know, years, like, Oh, I would pay you to shop for me, or I would pay you to put my outfits together. And I thought that that was weird, because I'm like, can't you do it yourself? I do it myself. <laughs> but then, you know, Some of us are challenged. When I think about, well, I'm glad because (laughs) it's been a good avenue for me. But that that is uh, that's where things kind of ended up was coming full circle into something that I actually wanted to do and that I like to do. And you almost feel when you've been at a job that's been kind of terrible or just monotonous, you almost feel guilty or weird about actually making money at something that you like to do. Mm, Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So I wouldn't say, well, guilty, maybe guilty. I'm not really guilty, but just 
strange about it. Like is it was this hard for, for you. Real? To, it was hard for you to believe that you yeah. could make money doing something is you this, liked. Yeah, is this actually for real? I I don't I I don't know how long this is going to last. That was the other thing. Is I was like, this can't. There's no way this is going to be sustainable. So how did how did it start out? Were you like, I'm going to create an Instagram account and I'm going to tell people that I do this? I yes, that is how it started huh? out. I just. I had told people that I was thinking about doing it on the side before and they're like, oh, well, you know, hit me up whenever you do it because I will, you know, hire you. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what a what price point I was going to use or anything like that. You know, people kept saying, don't sell yourself short. And that's another thing is you feel strange about how you're going to price things. Right. Because if you've never done it before, then. And, And honestly, what you did wasn't necessarily a business model that you could research. No, right. It wasn't. It because wasn't. tell how tell what you did. Well, so I started um going into people's homes and taking their existing wardrobe, putting together outfits from the clothes that they own, taking pictures of them. I would just flat lay the outfits, taking pictures of them, and then they would get a digital lookbook when it was all over of all of their outfits. And then after that I would just say, you know, hey, you could really use this piece in your wardrobe that would, you know, I, I could have styled that with, you know, 60% of the, the clothes or whatever. And people just, they loved it. So I was, I was one who took you up on it. Amy took me up on it. I did, because at the time I was working in corporate America as well. And I am awesome at a spreadsheet. I am not awesome at putting outfits together. And so I really needed your help. If I need spreadsheet help, I'm definitely coming to you. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So so yeah, it was it was a fun experience. And I even actually pitched it to you as, hey, if you come style my closet, mm-hmm. I had a blog at the time. I was like, I will I'll trade with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will type up a blog about it and tell the world how much I love it. Yeah, and it was awesome because that that was the only way that I could get <clears throat> that I could get new clients was word of mouth. I mean, that was really the only way to do it. But, you know, in Tulsa, if you style a suburban mom, they're going to talk. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's just kind of where it started was just people that I had known in my in my past, like that I hadn't heard from in a long time, but I was friends with on Facebook, they saw what I was doing. And they were like, Oh, yeah, I'll try that. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. And then people that had said, you know, Oh, I would pay you to do that. Mm -hmm. Then they were like, Oh, you're finally doing this, right? I'm like, Yes, it just took a layoff. And you know, (laughs) a major crisis in my life to, um, to, to start, you know, but whenever you put out that blog I just remember I think you posted like a teaser or something on Facebook and I just remember like all these people starting mess starting to message me and I I think that I was still there and you were like oh my friend Jennifer's gonna contact you yeah that's right right. she's definitely gonna want to do it you know and so yeah so you opened up that Oklahoma City I already had the Tulsa market right somewhat you know aware but you opened up my whole Oklahoma City I love it I love to have a little piece of yeah (laughs) a little piece of that I know I wish I had some sort of a like a I don't know a deal a retirement like a a little like a retirement not a retirement package but you know what I mean (laughs) right a little what is that word I I can't think of it either I don't know my dad's (laughs) my dad has a a financial planning business and I can't think of it (laughs) Okay, so at one point were you like, oh my word, this 
can be like my full time job? Was it after, you know, a few? Did you get so busy that you couldn't even keep up? Like, oh, when did you feel, okay, this is viable and I'm going to do this? Well, I think after the, the first time that I actually had a month where I made enough money in a month to pay all my bills and have a profit. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, all I have to do is schedule this many. Right. And then I felt, I felt a little comfortable at that time, um, to bump up my prices a Mm -hmm. little bit to, to what I wanted them to be originally. So So the OGs did get a good deal. <laughs> right, right. Good you deal. had to build your authority in a the A much area. better deal than before, than now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so I did. I, I raised my prices a little bit and just kind of, I really was serious about a business plan at that time because I'm like, oh, I, I really could do this. But I was traveling a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to take into consideration, you know, the cost for travel. They would... the if I traveled, I did have like a travel fee mm-hmm. um, that they would add on, but they were adding it on. They didn't care because they were saving money on their wardrobe in the in the long run. A lot of husbands were buying it for their wives. I had Love this it. whole I had this whole section of North Dallas, and it, I would just had these husbands calling me all the time. Hey can you be down here by this time? I want to surprise my wife. And I'm like, are you sure you want to surprise her? Have you ever surprised your wife with a, an, like a get a surprise guest in their home? Right. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Maybe we, we should hold off on this surprising, but, um, and I did talk a guy, a couple of guys down on that. Like, uh, I think you might, maybe should Wanna tell ask. her. Yeah. But that was a great gift. I mean, it's a I great feel like gift. That is, those guys were definitely thinking that is a great gift. It's a great gift. But what was great was it wasn't the women that were talking. It was all these dudes that are friends with each other. <laughs> Love it. And so they were all getting it for their wives, you know, as gifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was great. And so that opened up my Dallas-Fort Worth market. And and um, then... A- so do you now... Do you still serve Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Dallas? Well, I acquired a new business um, within this time that is pretty lucrative and it allows me to sit on my couch and work right so this is another one that just fell in your lap it fell in my lap let's talk about that fell in my lap um and there's no travel involved at all but uh I did get a lot of business from the people that I you know traveled to see I it's just kind of all connected Mm -hmm. and yeah it did fall into place so your college degree was what Mass com okay. journalism. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So this new job actually uses a little bit of those skills as well. Yeah. I had a marketing minor and, um, and so things are just so much different now that, than when we were in school. Aren't they? Yeah. Graphic design is way different. Oh, yeah. That's an ever changing. It is. It is, which I think it's much easier now, actually. Mm-hmm. It's just more user friendly. So right. yeah, that's what I, that's what I've been doing now. And that, that actually just came from a, <clears throat> a direct marketing company that I started working for in the meantime, because I was buying all their makeup and skincare all the time. So I just, you know, decided to join to get a discount, no intention of getting a customer base or anything like that. But I acquired one because of my styling business. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, Oh, what makeup are you using, you know, or whatever. And so I would tell them about that. I have a great customer base there. Um, and I was making graphics for my social media for that direct marketing company. Cinegents is who is who it is. They do lip sense, mm-hmm. the 
long lasting lip color. If you guys ever want to try it, just hit me up. But I was doing graphics for my social media and stuff. And I was getting attention from people, other distributors within that company. And they were like, Oh my gosh, your stuff's so beautiful. And can I use it? I'll leave your watermark on there, you know, and asking me for um, if they can use my graphics. I'm like, sure. And then I long story short, I had a girl who was really high up in that company. And and she, um, I did some trainings for her team and how, how to do graphics. And she, she said, do you do you do branding? And I was like, Yeah, which was a total lie. Right. And I <laughs> lied to this girl. And now I'm friends with her. I talk to her every day. <laughs> I, I really do. She was the first girl I branded. And from then on, she kind of made a made an announcement about it um not an announcement but she mentioned it at our national seminar she said I just got my branding redone and um the girl who did it was you know she's awesome a house of hustle by Dre you can find her on Instagram and I looked I'm sitting there in this huge crowd of people like listening to her talk on stage and mm-hmm. I look down at my phone and it's just lighting up and lighting up and lighting up that is so exciting I know like was that kind of like an adrenaline rush? it was crazy and Jen well you know Jennifer you're the reason I'm friends with Jennifer and she's on my Synergence team um she was another one one of my first few style Mm-hmm. clients in Oklahoma City um, but she was sitting next to me and she was like she goes I think you have a branding business <laughs> you know she's like uh, I think I think you're going to be doing this so yeah I've had a wait list ever since and that was like four years ago three four years ago that is why I can't even remember time is just standing still so now you have you literally just brand people. Is it all just for synergence or are you branding other people? I would say 80 to 90% of my business is synergence distributors. So when you talk branding, you're creating a logo, you're creating visual the social media brand. Yeah. templates, things like that. Yeah, them. visual brand. They are, they're basically branding themselves. I don't need to sit down with them and, you know, get in the deep, dark, corners of their soul to see what their brand should be what they should exude I mean these are girls on social media that are just showing the day-to-day with their kids or whatever they just want something cute Mm -hmm. to send to their customers and something that is identifiable to them and so that's what I do I do the visual brand I do their logos you know we do a branding board, color palette, branding elements, all that good stuff. So if somebody was to come to you who just wanted something else branded. I do that too. You do that too. Yeah. A lot of those girls have business, uh, like businesses other than Synergence that they've um, developed off of, you know, from their Synergence customers and stuff. So yeah. So I've rebranded them or branded another business for them. And then I've had people who just are like, hey, I, you know, do nails, you know, do you do we do a brand for my salon or my dog walking business or whatever. Yeah. Right. Mostly just independent contractors. So thinking back to those anesthesia group days, would you ever have thought that the, the day you got laid off that here you would be no later. And Mm -hmm. so what, what steps do you think you took in order to make that happen? Oh, wow. A lot of, blind faith I mean just like, were you scared like yeah so if somebody's out there sitting in their cubicle going Ugh, 
I wish I could do that. Yeah. It's, I, I would say to be patient because it wasn't an overnight thing. Now, <clears throat> when you look back on it and you talk about it and you think, oh, well, this door opened, this door opened, you didn't realize it at the time. Right. Obviously. Hindsight is 2020. Mm -hmm. And that I, I fully believe that, you know, the Lord was just le leading every step of the way, but you don't see it until it's, kind of happened I mean even talking about it now it's just like oh yeah that that yeah that did happen because of that and that did happen because of that I would say to be patient I would say to if you if there's something that you really love doing there will always be there will usually be a need for that somewhere mm -hmm. so just even if it's you know a side job or something like that just try to start making money at it you know yeah. Legally. <laughs> what have you got to lose? Legally. Throw that in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've got to, we've got to be, we've, we have to be morally sound here. I, I think that, I think that even if it's just, you know, something that you do just for your friends or whatever, somebody's going to see if you make something or whatever, someone's going to see that or somebody's going to eat something that you made or, you know, whatever, and be like, where did you get this? You know? Right. And that's where, that's where it all starts. Yeah. This community. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we could draw out of this just the importance of, I mean, it was really who you knew and then them sharing the word. Mm -hmm. So networking was huge yeah. for you. Huge. Just word of mouth. Huge. And also, I think it's important to talk about the branding. Like, the branding for those Syndigens people probably, I mean, that increased their business. So mm -hmm. you had to brand yourself. Right. So if anybody even has something that they're trying, I mean, you're taking trying something new. Right. You might want to brand yourself. Mm -hmm. And you might want to hire somebody like you mm -hmm. <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all word of mouth. I, I still have girls to this day, like tagging me and stuff and um, that I branded like three years ago. And then they're just, you know, you'll just get like a little shout out on a story or something. I still love my stuff. You know, I just got more printed or whatever. And they'll tag me in it. And I'm just like, Oh, yeah, I almost forgot about you. It's been so long. You know, I've, I've just, oh, I've just been in the business for so long. I just can't even remember. That's not why I can't remember. Um, right. <laughs> I just can't remember. But yeah, it's really neat. And it's really, it, I love hearing the feedback from people like, you know, this has grown my business so much. And I'm like, really? But it's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. all, it all works hand in hand. Right. So, so the future for you. Do you, you want to continue to? Man, I don't think. Do you see yourself here in 10 years? I wish I thought that far into the future for myself. For everybody else, I will think really far into the future for myself. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I would love to be doing it for that you, long. You enjoy it that much that you could I do, do I do. I What I love about it, well, I love being creative, but I, I love um, – the convenience and I love the flexibility mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I wanted from when I was at my job. Now I, there's something to be said for, for structure and mm -hmm. for discipline and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I worked from six in the morning until three o'clock or wait, was it two or three, three? I can't remember. Anyway, I woke up really early and I was always there, you know, and now I love being able to take care of my nephew. I love being able to 
if I want to take a Wednesday off, then I can just blow off the whole day and I'll work on Saturday instead because mm-hmm. I I feel like can. I would be more productive on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. But I love the flexibility of it. And so I I can't I don't can't say that I'll be doing this forever, but whatever I'm gonna be doing, it's gonna need to have these same <laughs> parameters. <laughs> right. So what would you say, what what do you want people to take away from your story? What would be some nugget they could pull out well that they could maybe use as a springboard? Well, I would I would say like I said, I would say to be patient, but I I would just start if you're frustrated in your in your job or you feel like, you know, you feel like you could be doing more, I would say um acknowledge your talent, <laughs> acknowledge your talents, because obviously I wasn't acknowledging mine when I'm, you know, just like, Oh, yeah, you like my graphics. Okay, cool. And then I, I, I wasn't fully acknowledging it if I had to lie to this person and say, Yeah, I totally do branding. In my mind, I, I was like, I know I can do this. Otherwise, I w- <laughs> wouldn't have lied. Yeah, she knew I lied. I mean, later I told her, right, then she did not after she signed that contract, then she did. <laughs> Um, no, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I, yeah, that's it's, it's true. okay. It's that's okay. True. It's no true. judgment. No judgment. It's true. Fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. So uh, clearly something inside me told me that I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say acknowledge your talents, figure out what you're really good at. Um, and or what you really love. You know, you might I mean, what you what you love to do and what you're good at. I mean, those might not go hand in hand. Have you ever watched American Idol (laughs) auditions? But right. Yeah. But the heart is there. (laughs) But if you do have a talent, I would say acknowledge that and um, see what you can do to make money off of it. Bless other people. Maybe my I, I think another thing is maybe my objective wasn't necessarily to make money going into this branding thing. So I think that that's, that's maybe why it flowed so well Mm -hmm. is because I just never even thought about, you know, when you're in dire straits and you have to do something to make money, that's when it's really hard to make stuff like that happen. So Mm -hmm. it it does have to happen a little bit organically, but there's also something to be said for being forced into a situation where you're like, okay, do I go out and get a job um, after you leave a job or, you know, or fire from a job or whatever, do I go out and get a job or do, is this when I start, you know, taking right. this chance? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would, I, I would just say, acknowledge your talents, ask your friends, be like, what, am I good at this? Right. If, if your friends are like my friends, they will tell you straight up <laughs> if you are good at it. Yes and if or you're no. not, right. I'm not into hair pats. I don't, I don't want someone that's going to be like, Oh yeah, you're really good at that. Right. I want somebody to tell me the truth. Yes. <laughs> and yes. maybe the truth is that I am good at that. But yeah. yeah. And if someone has said to you before, Hey, if you would do this, I would pay you. For yeah. That. Yeah. And you know what? Most of them did. They really did. <laughs> they took you up on it. They did. They took me up on it. I, I had a, a friend who lived here and then moved to Dallas and she, I just remember her text messaging me and she was like, finally. And she was like, are you going to come to Dallas? And I was like, are you going to round up some of your friends? And she did. Wow. She did. I was like, make it worth my while. That's so, right. That's I know. Right. I know. So yeah, I would say figure out your talents or acknowledge your talents and find some friends. <laughs> some honest friends. Some honest Truth friends. and love. Let's just say that. 
We, but, we can speak the truth in love. Yeah. But you know, the Lord wants us to be in community. <laughs> and I, I think it's obviously to worship him. But I think community is great. I mean, community is what is is where, you know, my business thrives. So right, there's a lot of reasons to be in community. Right. I like it. It's such a good story. So I hope if you're listening, Andrea's story will give you some inspiration if you're sitting in that cubicle and hating life, or even if you're not, I just, just hope that you can find a nugget out of what Andrea said and, and go for it. So thanks for, for sitting it. around my fake campfire today. You're welcome. And having a so chat. warm and cozy. <laughs> it is warm and cozy. It's actually really cold outside in March. Yeah, so. it was the perfect day. <laughs> We're glad to be in by the fake campfire. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming, Andrea. You're welcome. Anytime. Thanks for joining us around the campfire this evening. I hope you learned something not only about our guest, but maybe even about yourself. If you've enjoyed my conversation and want to make sure you don't miss the next campfire chat, hit that subscribe button. Or even better, I'd love for you to drop a review to help others find a place around the campfire too. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.